Laylee is from Ann Arbor, Michigan, and is now majoring in ethnomusicology at Barnard. They went to a public high school, however, their school was a bit different as it was a magnet school. They described the overall culture of their school as fairly competitive. Students were somewhat expected to sort of go places. In describing the overall class backgrounds of their school student body, Laylee described that their school was in a wealthy town, but not everyone that attended their high school was wealthy. So this resulted in some disparities within their school. Laylee spoke on their awareness of class during their high school experience in which people who had a lot of class privilege in my school and the people who didn't and the people in between it was there was a wide array of um situations I think I don't know I think my awareness of class privilege and stuff in high school was more limited just because I wasn't thinking too much about it which I think is in itself a privilege um when asked to speak on a time in which they themselves experienced rules, regulations, or policing throughout their schooling experience, Laylee shared a personal anecdote of how the school's infrastructure was used as a way to survey students and how this disproportionately impacted people of color rather than white students, in which people of color were more watched and stopped by hall monitors and faculty rather than white students. My teacher, as a fun little activity, showed us all the physical ways that our school was a panopticon in the way that it was constructed. So like there was a window from the principal's office that you could see out of, you couldn't see into, but it was over like the teacher's parking lot. So there was that uh, feeling that like if you arrived late to school, the principal would know, but like you didn't really see into his window. And like there was also um, like the positioning of doorways so that the hall monitors could like, um, see you if you were a student walking in the hall but they like you couldn't see them and just like so many different crazy things in the architecture that gave people with authority the advantage over students and then something that was a huge issue at my school was that if you were white you could walk in the halls you could go anywhere you wanted during class time without a hall pass you were fine if you were not you were inevitably going to be stopped by a hall monitor and they were going to ask where you're going they were going to grill you about what you were doing and it was it was obscene it was absurd like and all the students knew it too. It was like this weird, almost like half joke thing, but also like, you know, awareness of a really messed up situation in which the hall monitors were clearly taking advantage of their power and exerting it over people of color. And it was just, it was crazy. And the teachers were aware of it too. And it was a point of discussion between teachers and students being like, this is fucked up, but like, you know, I don't even need a Paul pass versus like someone else would. And just a very bizarre situation. Were the hall monitors students or teachers? They were, they weren't teachers. They were, it was like a separate job, but they weren't students. So it was like a security guard essentially? Yeah, kind of. I don't really know what their job was beyond that. Like they would just kind of patrol in the hallways. They're called a community assistants, I think. Um, Interesting. And they would always kind of just stand around talking together and like, I, I was familiar with some of them. Like, they knew me. I knew them. Um, it was just a very weird situation. And I could tell how frustrating it was for a teacher to, like, see this. And, like, I know my teacher was actively having conversations with our principal, but he was a huge part of the issue, too. Like, it was really, like, weird eye-opening experience about, like, power within institutions and, like, especially in education. It was very weird to like be experiencing it so firsthand and know you like are powerless to do anything about it.
Reflecting on how the rules their school put into place served in or reflected the content of greater society, Laylee explained. So I think there's definitely a, a lot of complacency there because you're not like you're not really given the opportunity to argue for yourself or explain why you're doing things. Like if you got dress coded, you didn't have the opportunity to say, well, that doesn't make sense. Why did you dress like there was no opportunity for discussion beyond that. If you got in trouble, there wasn't opportunity for discussion. It was like the sentence has been made. You're doing this. Um, which I think makes it like in greater society, you're not going to question kind of authority and the power because there isn't, there wasn't an option for you to in like the formative years of schooling. So why would you continue to do it elsewhere? Um, and you just, you're just part of the machine. And you can tell I'm getting a liberal arts degree. <laughs> However, after all the information given about their own educational experiences and discerning what they think schools would look like without rules or regulations, Lily then asserted. I think for anything to work, especially with young kids, you do have to have some rules and structure like that it wouldn't work otherwise. Like I know we read and I took an education class and we talked about like you know, students devising their own curriculum and whatever, and I think that was really, really cool and interesting. But I don't see our schools having such a shift to allow for that across all of America and across all school districts and everything. Um, so I don't know. I feel like I like the idea of there being some structure, but I think there needs to be more room to understand specific needs of students. And I can't, it's, for me, it's nothing as nitpicky as like, oh, like dress code regulations or like having, like not leaving class during class time. Like those regulations are so entirely built into the system that we have now that I'm not exactly sure what rules would be necessary in a different configuration of schooling. Um, so it's really hard to say. I think all of this, all these perspectives, it's interesting that I feel like I have, I feel like I have a privilege to have them um, in a way because a lot of, I think the way that I learned to criticize my schooling experience came from a teacher that I had at the end of high school, my communities class, the same one that I talked about earlier. I learned a lot from him like I think he was an incredible teacher I still talk to him occasionally and like I think a lot of what I learned in that class did change my life um which is really a special experience to have as a high schooler I think but within that class all the time something that we really acknowledged was like tracking is what led me there like if tracking didn't exist in schools like the class would probably have been a little bit more diverse you know like I was one of the, a handful of students of color and like that that was it and like even then like I'm you know like I don't know it's just like I feel like I had a lot of privilege to be there in the first place to then dissect and like sort through the issues in the school and critically think about it which is I think really distressing like I was provided those those um tools of like reflection and critical thinking because of the privilege that I had, and I, that just doesn't seem right to me. I don't know.